Good morning. It's Tuesday, December 13th, 2011, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. Premier's acts in Iraq raise U.S. concerns. Court to weigh Arizona statute on immigration, and Russian mogul joins the race against Putin. In today's national headlines, online schools score better on Wall Street than in classrooms. Campaign sends Romney to the rescue, Ann Romney. And Indian tribes with casino money are casting off members. In today's financial news, the Dow was down 162 points. Rating agency warnings bring down the markets. Pondering a dire day, Greece abandoning the euro and Intel sees an opportunity in shortage of disk drives. There will be more business stories, more national and international stories as well. The roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Frank Bruni. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story, Premier's acts in Iraq raise U.S. concerns. Baghdad. Prime Minister Nuri Kamal al-Maliki has moved swiftly to consolidate power in advance of the American military withdrawal, offering a glimpse of how Iraq's post-American identity may take shape by rounding up hundreds of former Ba'ath Party members and evicting Western companies from the heavily fortified Green Zone. As Maliki met with President Obama in Washington on Monday to discuss Iraq's future after the end of a painful nine-year war, his aggressive actions back home raised new concerns in the West where officials have long been uneasy with the Prime Minister's authoritarian tendencies. The actions also underscored the many lingering questions about America's uncertain ally. There are two dominant narratives in Washington about Maliki, said Ramzi Mardini, an analyst at the Institute for the Study of War in Washington, who published a report on the arrests. Some say he's a nationalist. Others say he's a puppet of Iran. Both are oversimplifications, he said. Maliki is a Malikiist. His religion is the Church of Survivability. Maliki will help decide if his nation preserves its fragile democracy or if it will return to one-man, one-party rule. As an exile from Saddam Hussein's Iraq who escaped a death warrant, Maliki has proven his ability to retain power. But he is also criticized for holding tight to a security-first mentality. And as a Shiite leader who some say owes his current position to Iran's backing, he's not made clear whether Washington or Tehran will wield more influence. A Western diplomat who has worked closely with Maliki said the Prime Minister's mindset still reflected the years after the American invasion when 3,000 Iraqi civilians were dying each month and sectarian war threatened to rip the country apart. He sees himself as fighting since 2006 to pull the country out of the brink, the diplomat said. But Maliki has also taken steps to put his stamp on the Green Zone, the physical center of government. His son, Ahmed, has overseen raids evicting Western companies from the Green Zone in recent weeks. As the Prime Minister left for the United States, onerous new security procedures were put in place at the few entrances into the area. That and the scale and secrecy of the arrest in October and November of 600 former Ba'athists have raised new tensions in Iraq's suspicious political atmosphere. They have fanned fears that Maliki will use the threat of terrorism and unrest as a pretext to strike political foes. As he eschews a cult of personality like that built by Hussein, his close control over Iraq's police and army and his influence over the country's judicial system 
have drawn calls that Maliki is becoming too powerful. Maliki's government has come under criticism from rights groups for running secret jails, widespread abuses inside Iraq's detention system, and for jailing political adversaries, such as journalists and demonstrators who have been calling for government reforms.